0: The Bucs win their 13th straight game. But for goodness sake, can we get through a game without some sort of injury concern? Giannis leaves early in this one with a knee issue. We'll bring the latest on the latest Giannis injury. We'll break that down. We'll talk about Jay Crowder and Myers Leonard seeing their first minutes for the Bucs and everything else in what, in the end, was a blowout win over the Miami Heat.
1: Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Uh Yeah.
0: Bucks, my name's Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday, and sometimes on the weekend when the Bucks uh, have a big win and perhaps there is some news to discuss. You can also find my work over at ESPN alongside me, the founder of Brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast Frank Madden. For today's episode, this is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide, and they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. We thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or listen of every weekday and on the weekend. But you'll know if you subscribed and turn the notifications on, you'll know that we're doing this show on a Friday night after the Bucks beat the Miami Heat easily. And that's the good part of this, Frankie. You'll love it. There's been some scraps between the Bucks and the Heat over the years. But if you told me they were going to win by a 128 to 99 final, I'd be pretty satisfied with that. But then when I look at the box score and I see six minutes for Giannis, I'm a little bit more concerned. And this was just such a roller coaster because Giannis was listed as doubtful. I certainly figured that he just wasn't going to play. He somehow gets out there and plays, plays these six minutes and has this innocuous knee issue. I've gone back and watched the entire first quarter again. I've gone backwards and forwards and I'm trying to see when this happened and I just can't find it. But Giannis leaves the game early, us out of the game actually, Kind of looked a little bit hobbled. It is a knee knock, that's what they're calling it. Uh, but jeez, you just wanna just get through healthy Giannis. We need to see him uh, hopefully string a few games here together because this is the last thing we wanted to see.
1: Yeah, I was actually watching the game on mute and um, I, when he left the floor, I you know, because you couldn't really see what was going on, right? If you weren't really closely watching I mean, when you re, when you rewatch it, I think on the the prior, <coughs> excuse me, the prior possession. Um, you see him start to favor and kind of grab at the knee a little bit. Try, he's trying to flex it. Um, but he had also just kind of just come back in the game. Um, and, you know, I, I went back to the to the earlier stint and there wasn't anything obvious there. Maybe a couple of screens where maybe people get close to brushing against the, the right knee or something. But, um, yeah, there just wasn't an obvious kind of, like, mechanism for, for whatever this was. Uh, you know, ironically, like, you know, with knee injuries, the ones that – really worry you are typically ones where you plant and there's no contact and you know those are the kind of the acls obviously you know injury, knee injuries far better than i do kane since you've gone through it yourself multiple times but uh <laughs> but it's almost like when a guy when there's like physical contact it's usually like a better sign than when there's no contact so <clears throat> excuse me hearing that there there was a knee knock usually it's kind of like okay it's just you know something that you'll, you'll be able to shake off but um, but I mean, usually with Ninox, I mean, a lot of times guys just stay in the game or, you know, they shake it off and they come back. And this was weird. Cause we, obviously nobody's really been able to see where it actually was. And, um, obviously he tries to, to go through it and then just kind of realizes he can't. Um, I mean, Hey, good that he's not trying to fight through it in a situation like this where, you know, obviously he shouldn't be risking it, but when, yeah, when it first happened, I thought it might've, I thought like, Oh, did he, did he hurt his wrist again? And then immediately mm. I'm just thinking like, why the heck was he playing tonight? In the first place, he goes from doubtful yesterday to questionable this morning to um, available. And again, it's like you know Wolverine healing powers for that wrist. And then you know, unfortunately, gets a couple of early baskets, had four assists, four rebounds. You know, obviously looked fine, but uh, but then can't finish the game for the second straight game. By the way, he's lost like a point and a half off the scoring average here, at Kane very frustrating for someone who's stats obsessed over Giannis as I am. So it's like the 30 point Mark. This is the gravitational effect. He's like, I think down around 31 a game now. So um, my dream of Giannis scoring over 30 points a game is, is beginning to fade here considering he can't get, make it out of first quarters anymore. But, um, but anyway, we'll, we'll just have to see what, what happens. Bud didn't really have anything of substance to say other than thinking it was uh, a knee knock and just that they would evaluate it again tomorrow and just see how he feels. So, You know, unfortunately, um, you know, I think we all felt like, oh, he won't play tonight. And then who knows what happens, you know, Sunday and the game, you know, kind of the days after with coming back from the wrist injury and said, he somehow plays tonight and then has to leave with the knee injury. So it stinks because it was a, you know, fortunately it was a night when they didn't need him because they played really good, energized team basketball. And after these long breaks, you can either look like a team that's refreshed or you can look like a team that's very rusty. And we saw both ends of that spectrum tonight with the heat looking, very rusty and, and not sharp, and the Bucks looking, uh, you know, again, kind of top to bottom. I think what they play 11 guys in the first quarter, um, Jay Crowder makes his debut and looks good, makes shots. Myers Leonard makes his debut, plays way more than than certainly I was expecting him to play here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, the Giannis the injury again, second straight game that obviously that becomes the dominant storyline and, and takes away from a really nice team performance and a really nice team win is they got just a lot of contributions up and down the roster. You could, you know, we could probably spend all podcasts just talking about each guy and kind of what, what guys did well. But, um, you know, fortunately, again, this team finding their, finding their legs and 13, I believe, did, did I hear correctly? The 13 game winning streak is the highest of any team this year. I think I heard that um, which is, which is cool and a good time to be doing it. And, um, as we said the last two games the fact that you were able to do it with Giannis you know only playing one quarter of basketball or less um, is uh, I think just a testament to to you know the depth that the team has, has had this year and the fact that they've had to battle through injuries all season long and you know 42 and 17 I think we'd we'd all agree that's a pretty damn good place to be especially given some of the ups and downs from an injury standpoint.
0: It is funny just to look at the standings and now the separation you know over 500 and as we've discussed they're right there with Boston and I know this is very simple stuff. This is the way it works. But when they were 29 and 17, we're like, gee, are they going to be in danger of dropping to fifth? And are they going to be able to fend off these teams behind them? Chris Milton hasn't come back yet. And things have really changed, even though the health stuff continues to be a concern. So you're right. Uh, the interesting thing, and last last points on Giannis. So you know, Bud with the typical, we'll see how it feels tomorrow, which is fine. It has to be some sort of injury that once he cooled down, he just wasn't okay to come back on rather than the specific incident. Because even when I went back and watched the the first quarter, he was bouncing up and down the court. He was bounding. He was looking fresh. He wasn't rubbing the knee. He wasn't touching the knee. And then when he came back, uh, he, that was obviously uh, – well. He, when he came back on the floor, he was already feeling it. So we'll see. there was a, a screen on the Drew Holiday long two. That's the only thing I can really look at where I think it was Martin kind of just like bumped into that knee. But I guess we'll find out more. Uh And I guess it's a little less scary than s- incidents we've seen in the past with rolled ankles and specific things you can see. But um, it is a little odd for him because we know that he can play through some serious stuff and we've seen that before in the past. So you mentioned some of the nice com- contributions the Bucs had in this game. I think we can get to that next. We might start with Jay Crowder because clearly this was a big talking point for Bucks fans wanting to see him out on the floor. And as you pointed to, uh, he was just pretty good. But today's episode is brought to you uh, and sponsored by BetterHelp. And uh, you've heard me talk about BetterHelp before, but uh, we know when you're not at your best, you can't. You can, uh, when you are at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed, or like you're showing up or not showing up in the way you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you, because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life can throw at you. And the best thing about BetterHelp is that it's all online, so you can just go uh, to the online uh, website betterhelp.com you can fill out a brief questionnaire and then you don't have to be sitting in a waiting room you don't have to go to a physical venue it's all online in the comfort of your own home which uh, for a lot of people uh, can be pretty valuable when you are going down the path of, of looking for therapy so if you're thinking of giving therapy a try BetterHelp is a great option and if you want to live a more empowered life therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month that's BetterHelp, help com slash LockedOn. All right, Jay Crowder made his first appearance for the Milwaukee Bucks and a nice ovation. I thought, look, the Bucks fans are really happy to see Chris Milton out on the floor, but it might have been for Jay Crowder playing his first minutes uh, for the Bucks. He did come off the bench, obviously, in this game, but... Uh, He played 16 minutes. He had the nine points, the three rebounds, two for two from three. And we know this is the way from history, Frank, the way it works. Jay Crowder will either be 100% from three or 10% from three. And tonight it was 100% night. But I just thought there was lots of little things that you can see. We had that podcast earlier in the week with Gerald Bourget, who covers the Phoenix Suns. And he said, look, communication defensively, he was a guy that's always instructing, directing. And we saw that a couple of times. They were switching a lot with Crowder. Defensively, and then he was the guy that immediately was like yelling at Grayson Allen. Like, All right, let's switch back off the ball. Those types of things I thought just stood out to me for a guy that was in his first minutes with the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting. We've obviously had a, a, a while to watch Joe Ingles now with the Bucks, And obviously, Joe Ingles and Jake Rodder are very different types of players offensively in terms of their the, the style, right? Jake I've obviously, much more of a just spot up guy off the ball. Kind of, you know, he can hit above the break threes, but you think of him parking in the corner a lot. Um, Joe, I've tried a few floaters
0: up. today, by the way, as yeah. well.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, hit, hit one nice floater, had yeah. another one that was, uh, wiped out by a charge. Um, so I think again, like, you know, there's always the inclination to, to compare him to, to PJ Tucker. I think we saw, right. Offensively, he's got, you know, a lot more to his game, obviously than PJ. I thought it was interesting though. And this is where I kind of was thinking a little bit about Joe Ingalls. I mean, like positionally, it's like, what position does bud think Joe Ingalls plays? I don't really know. Like, it seems like he defends a lot of small guys, defends threes. I feel like Joe hasn't defended that many fours um, this game tonight. You know, I think we, we all expect, especially if, you know, Giannis is in and out of lineups, things like that, gets rested. Um, you know, Crowder will, will clearly get a lot of minutes at the four. That's probably his his most natural position. Um, but we saw him, you know, defending smaller guys regularly tonight. I don't think I saw enough to really be able to say, like, oh, you know, he's he's going to be – switchable against you know smaller guards in in the playoffs or something like that like i, I don't know right i mean this is his first game back you also got to cut him some slack but i i think i mean the, the path to minutes on this team you know especially tonight you didn't have pat Connaughton, um no west matthews either but obviously Wes, you know his minutes have been irregular but pat is a guy obviously that plays you know 20 25 minutes every night when he's healthy and pat you know can play some four minutes but he's also playing a lot of three some two as well so I thought it was interesting to see Jay playing and, and defending, you know, smaller guys pretty regularly tonight. I think Bud is comfortable kind of playing big. And I think he probably realizes like if he wants to play the guys that he likes, it's probably going to require him to to have to play Jay Crowder, Joe Ingles, um, against smaller players, against quicker guys, things like that. And, you know, that's where obviously having, uh, Brooke Lopez in particular, Giannis, if, if he's out there as well, you know, having those guys as your kind of backline of defense, uh, enables you to maybe do some things that, that otherwise you might not with bigger slower guys on the perimeter so um, so yeah I think positionally just gonna be very curious to see where he gets minutes uh, I think you know for him to come in tonight and uh, what did he have I'm, I forget I don't have it in front of me how many minutes he played tonight actually here I have it here um, 16 minutes I mean 16 minutes nine points on five shots I mean you, you really couldn't have asked for, for a whole lot more from him. Um, steal three rebounds plus nine in those minutes and uh you know we obviously to be continued as far as Giannis' situation but uh certainly you feel way better about the Bucks' depth being able to kind of you know paper over for instance Giannis's absence or Chris Middleton's absence just having one more guy that that you feel comfortable with putting at the forward spots and you know probably the other guy while we're talking about guys who kind of help paper over when, when Giannis is out, I mean Bobby Portis the other returnee tonight coming back from injury, um, you know, Bobby didn't look like he'd missed a month. Right. I thought he was really good. I think mean, he was five for five in the first half, you know, 18 points, 11 rebounds, got, got his customary double double in just 22 minutes and, um, you know, gave them a spark early. I think he had a three point play, like almost right when he came into the game off a pass from me driving to the basket. And, um, you know, again, they, they obviously did pretty much all this winning streak without Bobby, um, and now getting him back, we obviously thought it was going to be timely him and Crowder coming back when we expected Giannis to be out. We'll see what happens with this new injury, but, um, but yes, good to be reminded of uh, what the mayor can can do for this team. And, uh, you know, Hey, having a bunch of guys make shots, look engaged and play well. I mean, that that's, you know, these are the best kind of problems to have, right. When you feel like, yeah, we got depth and good players are going to have to sit every night. So, again don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves with the possibility of injuries looking around every corner but i thought bobby was really good and and obviously chris milton was the other kind of question mark heading into the break with his injury and chris again you know was just really solid and steady in his uh short stint only 17 minutes 12 points you know he looked he looked pretty pretty chris milton like for the most part so um yeah i mean again it's we're now getting that time of the season right less than 2 months left where you know, you start to think like, man, if you get an injury right now, you know, if you need to get like a knee scoped or have something happen, right? I think back to Brogdon getting injured in the 2018-19 season, that was, you know, I forget exactly how long that was, but it was, I think about a six-week or something like that. You know, you start to start to get nervous, right, when you're getting this close to the se- end of the season. Like, hey, turned ankle, you know, small stuff, like, okay, it's going to happen. But you obviously just want to make sure that guys don't don't suffer any kind of longer-term injuries because the, the runway is getting short. And, um, yeah. Let's just stay healthy, guys. Let's make the last couple months here relatively healthy for, for all of our mental health sick. Uh,
0: absolutely, because uh, we don't know at this point. There's plenty of options. We've spoken about the starting lineup, and we don't know if there was some sort of injury. Who would be this year's Sterling Brown to slide into the starting lineup, which I believe he did. Was that that year where he came in and then Brogdon came back uh, for the second round against Boston, I think. But no, you're absolutely right. We are. And, and people always say this, and I don't know. I've kind of been... Sucked into it as well, even though we've discussed the run home so many times that uh, it's very close to the postseason. Now only 22, uh, 22 games or thereabouts for the Bucks. 23 games for the Bucks until the postseason. So it's going to go uh, very quickly. I did get a tweet through this game. Uh, I think you were tagged in it, Frank. I'm not sure if you were tagged in it, but the, the comment was basically... Now that we've seen what Jay Crowder can do, and by the way, I believe this was in the second quarter of the game, so it was very, very early in the Jay Crowder experience, but it was like, now that we've seen what Jay Crowder can do on both ends of the floor, is Kane finally ready to admit that Joe Ingles won't be playing in the playoffs? Now, I I mean, I'll just say this. We've discussed the questions on Joe Ingles' defensive stuff all season long, but the reason why you should be loving Jay Crowder is exactly what you discussed, and having Wes Matthews there. Jay Crowder is probably an upgrade on Wes Matthews. uh, you know, to me i think that's a that's a perfectly reasonable take to have but you love the fact that you got both of those guys there you're on mute so you're the, trying the to bucks,
1: the bucks clearly acquired jay crowder thinking that he's an upgrade on west to, yes. to that point right you don't give up five second round picks for a guy that you don't think can, can beat out west for minutes and obviously you may need both guys who knows and i i definitely said hey i want to be sure let's see if he actually is better than west matthews um but i think we tonight we saw some of examples right i mean just He's just a little less, you know, offensively in particular, right? He's just able to do a little more stuff with the ball, even if he's not obviously a guy that you ask to create shots.
0: Yeah, but you you love it because now you've got two of those guys and you might need Mm -hmm. both of them for your series against Boston. And as we've discussed the whole way through, including me, including me, there might be a series where you're like, okay, yeah, this doesn't make sense for Joe to play here. But as you said, they're very different players. So I don't think it's like, okay, you've got Crowder, now Angles is out. You should be loving the fact if you're a Bucs fan that if everyone stays healthy, you're going to have all these options. Because we've seen when they even went through and won the title, there'll be series where some guys just does not make sense. There'll be other series where it does make sense to play those guys. So that was actually what I was thinking. No concern for the Aussie not playing in the postseason. More just like excitement about the different options they have on the roster if everyone stays healthy. So I think it's absolutely... Uh, a positive. I'll tell you what else is a po- I'm going to ask you about Myers Leonard. But Speaking of guys that we weren't sure how many minutes they would play, and obviously that changed tonight. So we're going to get to that uh, coming here in a second. And then uh, AJ Greenchat, we'll finish this podcast with some AJ Green AJ Greenchat as well. We have to do that. But first, Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And uh, it goes to Jay Crowder. I said this on yesterday's podcast, and now that we've seen him play, he is the most electric player of the week. And uh, we understand why, just like the Nissan Ariya, is brilliantly fierce and fiercely elegant. Defensive stuff, offensive stuff, that float up was pure elegance from Jay Crowder tonight, including the one that he got called for an offensive foul. But we know uh, Jay Crowder delivers on both ends of the floor. And uh, the Nissan Ariya 2023 delivers on duality as well. The combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful but strong. The perfect SUV crossover, the 2023 Nissan Ariya, packs Pintia seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one EV. It's all new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com.
1: Yeah, shout out to Nissan, who uh, just cannot get an Australian to pronounce their name correctly. I I told, I think I said this before, Kane. I, I went to actually YouTube and searched for nissan pronunciation and found something that sounded like in, J- in japanese it's pronounced nissan so just just be aware of that you and your nutella and nissan and uh whatever else um i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put that out there
0: so a little uh inside uh, snippet of what goes on behind the scenes at the locked podcast network we did get an email and i told camille and justin this uh, off before we recorded yesterday we did get an email come through that just saying and this is a big deal for the network. Absolutely. And by the way, we love Nissan, no doubt about it. But they were just like, just make sure you nail... And it wasn't just to me, by the way, but it was to everyone. But it was like, make sure you nail, you know, the pronunciation. So I did sit back and say, well, I... I...
1: <laughs> is it you and Josh Lloyd, are resident Australians? <laughs> like, basically, the two of you guys are just out here saying it in your Nissan. Nissen- uh... I think that, I think there's a brand of um, ramen noodles called, that's called Nissan N I S S E N. So every time you say mm. Nissan, I think of that. Um, but yes, yeah, shout out to the good people at Nissan. No, we, at we, least we Camille. Camille had a great uh, Camille had a great uh, testimonial the the other day, noting that she's a she owns a Nissan, it comes from a family of Nissan drivers. I mean, shout out to Camille doing doing some work on the ad
0: yeah, I might need to, look, if if this, if this becomes a problem, which uh, we hope it doesn't get to that stage, I might just have to get Camille to come on and do the ad reads and get some more professionalism about this place. So I was sitting there at the start of this game because last time we chatted about Myers Leonard and that entire situation, and we've heard some other stuff come out, Myers Leonard has spoken about it, the Bucks have spoken about the situation, uh, and... You know, it's been fascinating to see how that played out because like I said to you the other day, I was surprised that they went down the path of signing him. But when I was watching this first quarter, I was thinking to myself, a couple of days ago, we were talking about, hey, he might get a bit of a chance in this 10-day because, you know, is Bobby playing? Is Giannis playing? They actually could use a big guy. And then all of a sudden in the first quarter, I'm like, I don't think he's going to play. How are they going to get five minutes for him at the big spots with all the guys back and healthy? And then that obviously was short-lived and, and Myers Leonard ends up getting some minutes. One of the things he said in his press conference when he was talking about his role, he was like, well, look what Brook Lopez has done. You know, I I can try and defend the way he does. Now, he's not saying he's Brook Lopez. He was not saying that. We don't expect that. But he was definitely trying to play that role. They had him in the drop coverage. I thought a couple of times he was probably just a little bit too deep, but that's obviously something he's got got to figure out uh, along the way but he did take a couple of threes. He knocked down a three that Hubie Brown nearly fell out of his seat. He was like, Oh wow. <laughs> when he knocked down, it was a, it was a quick trigger three there from the left wing, but I don't know. You know, he played 14 minutes again. If the bucks are healthy, are there really that many opportunities to play? Probably not. Did you have any strong takes about Myers Leonard's first minutes in the number three?
1: No. Although I, I feel like a seven footer wearing number three, I, I don't know. I just, something about it just doesn't, doesn't feel right. I, I feel like the number three needs to be on a, a guard. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, a I mean, way. it was, you know, a good, a good environment for him to get some run, you know, being this game, kind of being uh, a comfortable lead for, for most of it. So, you know, it wasn't like um, there was ever a, a ton of pressure, but I, you know, I was listening to some interviews with them, including the, you know, there was the Jeremy shop interview with the Eddie SPN where, you know, he spoke. It was a pretty lengthy you know interview and, and a feature about him and you know the kind of work he's done to learn from um, obviously the the mistake he made that kind of landed him out of the league. Um, and it, you know he he's obviously had a lot of time to to kind of just generally think about um, you know what happened and also went through some injuries, which he talked about a little bit too. I mean, he he had he had just had some shoulder surgery. When you know he was he, he had the the anti-semitic slur and then he obviously gets shipped shipped out in a trade and then released and then I believe he had ankle surgery and had some nerve issues as well so i mean it it's been a while since he's played basketball and he talked about how I mean he's going to be nervous feeling a lot of different emotions actually getting back on the floor so probably you know a good way to do it getting to play you know during kind of a normal course of a game it wasn't garbage time, but it also obviously was a game where you know the bucks had a comfortable lead for for the majority of it and um, you know, he just kind of got out there to do big guy stuff and, um, short arms his first couple of jump shots. And then, uh, but did have a couple offensive rebounds, had six rebounds total in those 14, 15 minutes, um, you know, set some screens. I think he had one illegal screen, um, three fouls, uh, among, uh, including the, that one, uh, illegal screen. Uh, but yeah, I mean the three pointer he hit, I mean, I think was sort of representative of, you know, he's not a, like, you know, Dwayne Dedman style center who shoots threes, who's like, you know, a guy that just doesn't get guarded and then, you know, just kind of hucks up these shots <laughs> like brick badly most of the time. He, he can shoot it. I mean, you know, he's a career 39% three point shooter on on pretty pretty good volume, right? I mean that's that sort of became his role. Um, you know, he started two finals games uh when Bam Adebayo was hurt in the bubble. Um and I think he hit like five out of six shots or something like that in those 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 two games. So I mean, you know, again he's he's been around the league a while. I think he's thirty years old now. Um, and just hasn't played in a while. And we'll see. I don't think any of us should you know, be under the illusion that he's you know, going to be in the rotation in, in the playoffs or something like that. But I mean, to me, the, 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 best news if he actually played well and had Bud's confidence is that you could just play Brook for your minutes. Uh, and you might be able to do that anyway, because you've got Crowder now, hopefully Giannis is not, <laughs> is going to play more than six to nine minutes uh, per game and, um, but, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see just if he does play play much moving forward. I think as long as they've got, you know, an extra roster spot, um, obviously that would bode well for him sticking around because they need to carry 14 guys one way or the other. And so, certainly, if he can do some stuff and the Bucks don't make another move in the buyout market, then, um, you know, they could give him a second 10-day. And then after the second 10-day, then they would have to sign him for the remainder of the season if they wanted to keep him. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I thought he was fine. But, again, you're just really looking for kind of a big body. And, and again, this also wasn't a situation. I mean, you know, like the, the, the real test for a guy like him is, you know, if you got the Sixers coming in in eight days, right? If Brooke Lopez gets into foul trouble, you know, can, you, can, he, can he give you five minutes or something like that trying to defend Joel Embiid or does he just get, you know, roasted or something like that? He'll probably get roasted because Joel Embiid roasts pretty much everybody. <laughs> but it's almost more like can he, you know, hit a couple open threes because Joel Embiid doesn't want to defend him on the other end or something like that right so my hope is you don't need him against the Sixers in eight days because you're healthy and you've got you know your three-man big rotation plus Jay Crowder now Um, but you know again I'm sure a a big night for him just to to get back on an NBA floor and you know contribute something and kind of get get it out of the way so uh, so yeah I'd say probably his his minutes moving forward obviously be closely tied to whether Giannis is is out more games or or whether he's he's back on Sunday, but you know, fingers crossed. And you know, obviously, good for Myers Leonard getting back on an NBA floor. And we'll see we'll see if he plays much of a role moving forward.
0: Yep, we'll see what happens at the end of this ten day. I think I said the other day I wouldn't be too fussed. You know, whatever happens, but you know, if they want to have a big guy on there to to spare Brook again, as you said, um, we'll see. Uh, they maybe will use the other roster spot as well. This is the final point i'll probably make for this podcast because we kind of had this discussion the other day but i i had to trim it up but the justin robertson stuff uh interesting he was part of the miami crew down there with jay crowder or i saw and uh joe ingles and bobby portis i think he was a part of that run so just uh, keep that one in the back of your mind but aj green is another guy aj green is another guy that's pushing for this spot frank uh if you want a shooter in the postseason he did it again tonight he was two for five from three he hit one from a long way out And then he had a couple of even more confident looks than what we've seen. He was pulling up in transition and a few different things as well. Uh, Look, he can shoot it. He can shoot it. I think you've said it a couple of times. You actually do feel like it's going in, which let's face it, that's not a normal emotion we uh, go through during the postseason for this team. So who knows? Maybe they do elevate AJ Green for the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, two months ago I would have said it's absurd to think that, you know, you're going to use a roster spot, which at the time you didn't have. Um, to, to give him a, an NBA contract, but uh, you know, again, especially given the financial component of this uh, it, it's going to be way cheaper to, to give green or, or Mamu for that matter uh, you know, the quote unquote multi-year contract uh, at the end of the regular season than, than it is to sign somebody right now and carry them for, you know, roughly a third of the season and have the, the higher per rated hit. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, but, but again, kudos to him. Obviously, I you know going back to training camp, we're like, what what are we what are you doing with this guy? You know, he just doesn't profile like a guy that's ever going to give you could could ever give you real minutes uh, on a title contender. But um, you know, it's only regular season for now. Uh, but to from a from a two a spot to get a guy that you know has been able to come in and, and play a role. I mean, he just, he deserves a lot of credit. And it just you know physically limited defensively for sure, but he competes right. And I think you know I think if if I think I've said this before, I mean, I think if Marjan kind of like understood his positioning, like Marjan, I feel like just kind of makes obvious mistakes defensively. I mean, I'm not like a coach breaking down film over here, but you can just sort of see like Marjan struggles with getting over screens, sometimes switching when he's not supposed to do things like that, you know, green, the mistakes he makes are because he's just not strong enough and too small. Uh, but he's not a guy that, that again, tends to be in the wrong spot um, as much. So, yeah, he deserves credit. And certainly in, on nights like this, where you know you got a big lead and he can come in and just start firing threes and kind of just putting salt in the wound of the Miami Heat. I mean, that's, that's obviously a pretty fun spot to be in, but we saw in the Bulls game as well. Like he actually played some, some more consequential minutes in that game where it wasn't a blowout yet. And uh, his three point shooting was uh, was a really nice shot in the arm. So, um, so yeah. And we, we joked about, you know, him being like a Matt Thomas type guy, shout out to Wisconsin native Matt Thomas and um, certainly, from a regular season perspective, I think he's already showed he can he can do that. And now the question is, you know, can he can he do more?
0: So the Bucks win again, thirteen straight. Now they're half a game behind the Boston Celtics. The Sixers are hanging around there, and as you mentioned, the Bucks will play the Sixers in about a week's time. They do have the Phoenix Suns on Sunday. That's an early game as well, but. There is separation after that. The Cavs got blown out tonight. They're six and a half games back now of Boston and Bro- uh, Brooklyn. were down by 50 points at one stage to Chicago. So there is separation with the, with the top three. And it, and it might come down to the Bucs and the Sixers and the Celtics. They're all close enough uh, to make a run, even though we've discussed the challenging schedule for the Sixers coming up. So uh, it's going to be an interesting final quarter of the
1: regular Kane, season. Kane, are you, Kane, you got, I think tomorrow, right, is Celtics-Sixers. So purely from a, a Bucs fan standpoint, are you reading for the Sixers or the Celtics in that game? Thinking about the Bucs playoff positioning, do you rather get some distance between the Bucs and the Sixers? Celtics. You want the Celtics to win?
0: Yeah, which I know is weird because the Sixers have a tough schedule, but I'm just like, yeah, you know, worst case, let's just lock up top two and not uh, not find ourselves in the third spot. But, you know, whatever. I think you could make a case for both. You hate Boston more than the usual uh, more than the commoner. So where are you at?
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm cheering for, uh, uh an asteroid to hit the stadium, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but if not that. Well, the would be the number one seed in that case. <laughs> I kid. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, normally I would root for the Sixers over the Celtics because I dislike the Celtics that much. And obviously, you know, if the Sixers win, then the Bucs would go into first place, um, until at least Sunday when the Bucks play. So, uh, so I don't know. I, I'll, I'll just be happy that one of them is going to win. It looked like both of them might lose on oh, Thursday night. It was almost tough, right? a beautiful trifecta with the Cavs losing, and uh, Celtics got taken to overtime by those plucky Pacers. And the uh, the Grizzlies, man, the Grizzlies. What, what's going on with the Grizzlies? I feel like the only time I notice the Grizzlies, they're playing somebody that I want them to beat, and then they just freaking screw it up. Like, they are missing Steven Adams so badly right now. It's embarrassing. It's crazy. Like, I heard, I heard the stat that they have a 38% offensive rebound rate when Steven Adams is on the floor. He has just been a monster on the glass this year, and uh, in addition to being just one of the coolest dudes in the NBA. So shout-out to, shout to the Kiwis. I don't know if we have any Kiwi listeners, but um, shout-out to New Zealand for uh, New Zealand. It rocks. Um, sorry, Flight of the Concords reference for, for any fans out there. Um, one other thing before we go. Uh-huh. Justin, you, you asked Justin and Camille the other night about if players voted for MVP, and Justin made the comment that that LeBron would, would win uh, MVP if, if that was the case. I disagree, Justin. I disagree. I went back and looked at the all-star voting, okay? There were 220 player votes, I believe, um, I think in each conference, maybe roughly. Giannis, guess how many he had? 220. Guess how many Nikola Jokic had? 220. Guess how many LeBron James had? I thought you were just going
0: to keep rolling. Uh, 200? Uh,
1: 193. So the players won't vote for him to start the All-Star game, but they are going to vote him MVP? Come on, Justin. Come on, man. I get it. Players idolize LeBron James, but the players would not vote him MVP. They know the Lakers suck. Come on. Come on, Justin. Give the players a little bit of respect.
0: I was surprised by that one. I must admit. That was a uh, surprising one, but that's what we like you like something uh, It's a little bit different. I'll tell you what else is a little bit different. That's the Locked On Game to Game podcast, which you should listen to in your Locked On NBA feed. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that not that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, more importantly, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to Locked On Bucks. Turn the notifications on. And drop a comment in the YouTube feed. We had someone yesterday drop about eighty comments in the in the feed. It might have been a, a bot. I don't know. But one of the comments one of the comments said that if there was a stereotypical look for a vegan, it would be Kane Pittman. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but I'll leave that with you as we wrap that up. Yeah,
1: I don't, I really don't. You're just like a dude that wears white T-shirts and a lot of baseball hats. I don't I don't know. That. To me, that does not scream vegan. I, I feel like uh, that's just a really bad troll job. Um, one other step before we go. Bucks. the Bucks were first in cleaning the glasses defensive rating uh, as of, like, the last couple weeks, which takes out garbage time. Uh, now on the NBA's official website, which does not take out garbage time, Bucks a full half point above the pack in defensive rating. The Cavaliers getting smoked the last two nights. Uh certainly helped that the Cavs had been first bucks now at a 109.3 defensive rating Memphis and Cleveland at 109.8. 9.8 bucks uh, net rating up to 3.5, which is still the worst of the, of the bud era. Ironically, they 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 have the, basically the, the, their, their winning percentage is in between sort of those first two years when they were kind of winning like gangbusters and the last couple of years when they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. So they're better than the last couple of years in terms of winning, but the net rating having to catch up a little bit, but Hey, all I care about is seating right now, and uh, obviously things trending well, and now we just need to pay attention to those those knees and ankles and wrists and all that other stuff. Can, can we just have nice things, Kane? I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is the basketball god saying we saved Giannis's knee two years ago and you know, let you win an NBA championship, so we're just going to torment you a little bit with these injuries. But uh, we'll just take it day by day, I guess. Like, like Giannis, we'll take it day by day.
0: We will, and we'll wait and see if there's any news that comes out about this uh, latest Sianis injury over the next couple of days leading into this Phoenix Suns game. But uh, we do have one nice thing at the moment. If you're a Bucks fan, that's 13 straight wins, and they'll look to make it 14 in a couple of days' time. We'll catch you guys after that game.